Now back to our regular programming. to be this is small town music this is big town music he's ahead of his time you know but he can't use it if only he could prove it well tomorrow's just a song away a song away a song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Murray Valeriano. And Murray and I are we're in the studio together. Again. You only call me on the hot days to drive out. It's cool in here, though. It is nice. Thank God for air conditioning. I live on the west side. We don't have air conditioning. Did you, Your house does not have air conditioning? We don't have AC. Do you, get a, do you open some windows, get a breeze? Yeah, you know, we're close to the ocean, so that helps. And yeah. we have a massive, massive tree that the sun goes behind every day at 2 o'clock. Oh, that's so that, good. So then, we really only want an AC like two weeks out of the year, and we're fucking miserable during those two weeks. But you have heat for the winter. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, how come the heat and air aren't combined like our unit is? Uh, unit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I'm sure the thermostat goes down. Like, I just click it down, you okay. know, when I can. But there's no air. But there's no air. There's no central air. There's no air conditioning. We don't have any wall units. Yeah, I mean, we would we would have to have body bags here if we didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, it gets, oh, it's I getting mean, roasted out brutal. here. Yeah. It's brutal. But, uh, you know, that, you know, what but you if, have this see, it's nice in the yeah, house. It's nice. You jump it's nice. in the pool. It's great. Jump in the pool, all that stuff. We sound right. like we're elitists. We're complaining about the heat in sunny California while it might be snowing somewhere. Well, currently. if anybody has a complaint, send it to my butler. <laughs> He'll get back to you. It's Sunday, Pat. It's Sunday. My lucky bun day. What is going on with you? Oh, it's Sunday poker tonight. Poker tonight. Murray. Oh, look, thank you so much. I have to continue to tell people, uh, you know Murray is being dumb on this show, but <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> on, on poker, when we play poker, he is like he is like a mega mind. <laughs> He's like the biggest brain at poker. It's crazy. Oh, I don't know if it's a big brain. It's just a, I've been playing for a long time. Well, you kept all that information in your skull. You know how to do it. You know how to play. <laughs> no, that's true. You, you don't you don't overbet. You don't underbet. You always seem to bet just the right amount. You stay. You do. You seem to do everything exactly right, and then if you get beat, it's just because someone has like a better hand and like crept up on you. Oh, bad beat! Like Bill Dwyer did to me last week. A bad week. beat, yeah, a yeah, bad yeah. beat. But yeah. Um, yeah, you're excellent. Schmidt oh, and I talk about it every Monday when he comes over to watch a movie. Oh. We talk about. It. Can you believe Murray last night? Jeez, the fucking guy's great. Oh, thanks. he's the best. I did. Uh, I started keeping track of my winnings in this game. Uh, oh, oh, I ni- know. 19 weeks ago? Yeah. Like, I didn't do it as far as, like, I didn't do it as uh, integral as chip. It's, I just, I just uh, like, you know, the days I won, the days I lost, and I put in the amount. It's well over $500. Oh, I don't know how much it is. I just, I counted out of 19 weeks, I've lost twice. No, uh, last last week after everyone left the Zoom, Chip and I were still on, and he goes, want to know how much Murray's won? Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. And he, he got up to like 460 bucks, and he didn't even go the whole way back. I'm like, all right. Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't realize I'm happy that. if I just lose 10. Right. Winning isn't even an option. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, listen, I'll tell you what, I gave Pat, what, three pointers? And they work. And they, and he's, and fucking Pat started winning. Yep. Murray said, wear a hoodie and sunglasses. <laughs> I said, really? On the Zoom? He's like, just do just it. It'll, do be, it. it'll be Don't intimidating. Don't question me. It'll be intimidating. Captain 500 over here. Don't question me. It's, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. And Chip, who, uh, who runs the, the game, uh, does not like to get beat. 
No, he uh, Chip, at all. Chip is what uh, in the poker world he he goes on tilt is what we call it, <laughs> where you get mad when you lose a hand and then you do. Um, I don't want to say dumb things, but just moves out of emotion instead aggressively of, betting to try yeah, to win yeah, your money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but Chip's a really good. Chip and Jack are both really, really They're good really players. Good. And Absolutely. Dwyer's good too when he when he's not betting Drunk. so aggressively when he's not drinking <laughs> like a madman. But uh, yeah, I'm still in the learning stage, nah, but I love it. I don't miss it, dude. It's I so never much miss it. fun. Like it's my priority. I have a regular game mm-hmm. that's been I've been playing in for 20 years, and it's all it's it's a bigger buy-in. It's all serious poker players. I hardly play that game anymore. <laughs> I play with you guys. I have so much, and it's not the. 60 bucks I win at night because it's such right. a low. Yeah, it's yeah. just hanging out with you guys. You guys have been such a uh, blessing to my sanity in all of this. If you told me that playing poker plus a Zoom room would feel like you were actually hanging with people, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. It's it is. It's hysterical. It's so odd. I was thinking about, you said something. Thank you very much for uh, promoting my uh, Wall Street Journal poker, poker Absol- article. Absolutely. I appreciate it. But last week... You guys, it's so fun. This is why I love hanging out with comics. Other people can't handle this stuff. I'm like, you guys are talking about the article and saying how good it was. I'm like, yeah, it was good, but they they referred to me as a seasoned poker player, and I was hoping, you know, they would just refer to me as a seasoned comic. And you're like, oh, that'll never happen. <laughs> it's relentless, people. I love it. I it's love relentless. that shit so much. So remember, when you hear us cut cut on each other on this show. Uh, it's we that's we're just used to it yeah that's what we do we know how to do it again i tell people all the time the best thing when i was uh when i was in stand-up or starting stand-up or whenever is if you were in a room and you were watching your friend bomb it was the best thing it was (laughs) the best thing i mean obviously if it was an audition for something big right right that's not a good thing but i mean if it was just doing a set and your friend was bombing and they come off you're like you suck oh absolutely well listen the best Real quick, we know how to do this. We've been doing this to each other for a long time. Yeah. A lot of people don't know how to do it, including listeners. And <laughs> we'll just come in and be like, you're an asshole yeah. on Twitter. Like, what? <laughs> it's like, just kidding. I'm like, oh, no, there's nothing funny about that. Now, and also know that sometimes um, I've done it for sure, and I've had to uh, then make a phone call the next day. Sometimes you cross the line because you get in such a, a groove and a pattern. I've yeah. crossed the line before, and then, the, and then the next day I wake up and I go, Ah, that probably wasn't nice. And then you call and then it's fine. Yeah, look, I won't go into like, it. Like women will hang on to it. But guys <laughs> would just go, ah, I was a fucking dick last night. Yeah, you kind of were a dick. Oh, I'm sorry. It's cool. I won't go. But I crossed the line with you like three weeks ago. And I won't go into it. I made a joke about you and Pilar. And, uh, Did I say something? Did I say it? No, but it bombed so bad on Zoom. <laughs> and it was so uncomfortable because it came out wrong. I just, I just said, wow, that really hit the ground hard. And Schmidt is like, yeah, man. And you involved a wife. I'm like, I know. And then I instantly texted you. I'm like, dude, I am so sorry. And I'm like, forget it. This is what's funny. When, this is this was way way back when Mike and I were doing a roast for uh, one of our friends for their um, for their uh, bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And um, so Schmitty's Schmitty's writing up all his jokes, and he goes, "Dude, you got your jokes for today?" I go, "I do." And he's like, uh, uh, "You got a bunch of jokes about Karen, which was his wife at the time." Okay. And I'm like, "No." Right. He's like, "You don't?" I go. Karen's not on the dais. I go, that's, he's like, oh, okay. I go, why did you write jokes about Pilar? He goes, it's cool, dude. <laughs> I was like, what, what the heck? So, but my, uh, my best joke in the night was I got up there and, uh, you know, you do the little patter. And yeah, then yeah. I said, uh, there's Mike Schmidt. I got him in the death pool. <laughs> Cause he was 500 pounds. Oh, at the was time. he? I'd, I'd met him after he had lost a lot of weight. Oh no. So. no. 
I've told this story when Mike was on. We went to, uh, we were in this wedding and we went to get our tuxedos fitted mm -hmm. and they didn't have a shirt that would fit. He weighed 550 pounds. Right. So look, it's not, there's not a shirt to fit him. So sure. the guy said, button it up the front and we'll cut it up the back and you'll slip your arms in oh, it. Oh, interesting. And then okay. you'll just have to like tape it. And he's like, all right. They go, or if you keep your vest on, and he's like, okay, what are you going to do? But yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff's a wake up call and he doesn't weigh that much anymore. Yeah, good for you. And when I, I see pictures of him now, I'm just like, dude, I never remember. His face was, it's, it was big like a pumpkin. Uh-huh. And it's not, I mean, like, I'm, it's just. I tell you, man. It's crazy. That dude is one, you, I always say this, you and Schmidt are two of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and it's just the way your guys' well, minds work. I'm fucking ugly as shit. But. Yeah, True. You guys are hilarious. Well, thank you. Yes. And Murray, you're a good poker player. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Brrr, I'm coming right. after you tonight, Pat Francis Before, and poker. I'm going to, I always, I'm, I'm always like sit down and I go, I'm going to play smart tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fold. Oh, and when I don't have anything, I'm just going to fold. Yeah. And then, oh, it, then they'll be like, I have an ace two. I have an ace. What if one, <laughs> if one comes up and I have a pair, you know, and it's just like, what do you do with an ace two? I usually fold it. Wow, see, mm -hmm. that's see, that's one of the mistakes I'm making. <laughs> I can't give you any more tips. What cracks me up is like I'll, I'll have a four or five not suited. Mm -hmm. I fold, and then on the flop, it's like two fours and a five, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, but, but you can't know that. Yeah, but if you look at this, the probability and the math of that happening, that's the way you was, know, and I don't know yeah, the probability. When, yeah, the the numbers on that are, of yeah. that happening are miraculous. So don't yeah. So you're good to fold the four or five. What about an ace two suited? Um. I might raise with it depending on where I'm at right. in position on the table. All right. I always want to see some cards for free. I'm always down for everyone checking around. Why not? You know, that's, that's, <laughs> not, a bad, that's not a bad thing. You know, if you do have an ace two and you can get in cheap, yeah. get out. But yeah. the problem is if you hit an ace two and anybody has an ace or a three over, you're fucked. That's, that's true too. Yeah, like I've done that before. Like I stay with an ace two and then as soon as the third guy around the table goes to uh, raises $400, I'm like, forget it. Then, yeah, yeah, then I fold it. Yeah. But if I can see the flop for free with my ace two. Yeah. No, if you can get in, get in, get in cheap if you can. Uh, before we get into the topic, before I tell you what the topic is, although you already know it's the artwork, it's the title, but before I tell you about it, uh, the next rock solid um, listener curated episodes. I guess the next Monday bonus episode. Actually, this is a Monday bonus episode. But uh, the next Monday bonus episode is going to be something that Lisa Solak came up with. The title of the episode is called She Bangs. This is going to be songs in which... <laughs> what did you say? Did you already record that? No, 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 no. It's not recorded yet. Oh, I thought you already recorded that. No, no. You can get in on it. Oh, okay. I haven't been on the listener supported in so long. Yeah, I you apologize. can get in on this okay. one. Um, so if you're listening to this right now, you have two days to get me your She Bang song, and that's a rock song, or any type of song, in which a woman is playing drums. Nice, I love it. I love it too. I she love Bangs. It. Actually, I just found, I just started listening to Kurt Vile, and I think he's got a female drummer. Then you pull Awesome, up. excellent. So when you send me your intro, let me know, like if you send a Kurt Vile song, let me know who the drummer is. Say, this is Pat from Oak Park, and this is Kurt Vile. The song's blah, blah, blah. The drummer's Tina, blah, blah, and whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to do. She Bangs. Nice. That's going to be the next uh, listener-curated episode, so I wanted to throw that out there. Today we're doing an episode that Siegel will not like, <laughs> but maybe maybe, uh, maybe he'll listen and we can convince him. Maybe. Because it's, uh, it's about the doors. Uh, what do you think? As divisive as Rush, the doors? I think, I think more. Oh, really? 
Because I think I think people might not care for early Rush, but not, might like '80s Rush, or people might, okay. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think so. They're like, eh, I don't really like Rush. I do like their '80s stuff, though. But I think I think people like either love or hate the Doors. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I hated them in college because a couple of guys on my freshman floor loved them, and they were and I, and I hated those guys, so I automatically <laughs> hated that music. No, I, I'm with you on that one. 100%. I was like, ugh, because they were like they were like greasy and. Uh-huh heavy and they didn't shower and they smoked and it was like everything i hate yeah i had a buddy who loved the doors and aerosmith and i can't believe i was friends with them because at the time i hated both of those bands <laughs> i hated both and he, he didn't get me on the train right like it wasn't and i never got on the aerosmith train yeah but i think later on when i saw apocalypse now or something and heard the end i was like what the fuck is that song and then i kind of took a dive into the doors yeah i i mean i um i eventually uh I think after I saw the Doors movie mm-hmm. is when I I was like, hey, I this is I like this, and I, I always liked the hits. Sure, but then I never listened to the albums. But right, I've I, now that you, when you get into the albums, there's great deep t- tracks. I uh, I don't know if it's uh, just because I li- I'm a fan of music or not, but I like that Doors movie. I like that Doors movie too. No, I haven't seen it in a long, long time. Yeah. I'm trying. I think I might have saw half of it like two o'clock in the morning after a gig one night on the yeah, road I saw, recently. I, but I saw it at the it. theater, and I when I saw it, I'm like, "Well, how does Val Kilmer not win an Academy Award for this?" Fucking nailed it, right? Oh my that god, that was insane. It couldn't be. It couldn't be more dead on. And did his own singing. Oh, I didn't know that. Did I know that? I might know well, that back in the day. Whenever, whenever he was on screen singing, uh-huh. that was him. Oh, okay. Whenever you just heard Doors music, that was Jim Morrison. Oh, that makes sense. I think, I think he was it. even offered a record contract after that, but he didn't take it. He's like, no, thank you. I'm going to do the Mark Twain one-man show <laughs> where the big money is. I'm going to do the Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> I'm going to make a lot of missteps after this. <laughs> I remember watching, remember Siskel and Ebert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's infamous now. I used to watch that when it was on PBS and it was called Sneak Previews. I stumbled across it once. I'm like, what is this? This is right up my alley. Oh, and so then they kind of took off after that? Yeah, eventually it got into syndication. Then they changed it to, I I think, Cisco and Ebert. Because one of them was like with the Chicago Sun-Times. One one of them was the Tribune. Okay. It's infamous. They got into a fight over this movie, over the Doors movie, because- It's not that divisive, is it? Well, um- Gene said Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert is the one that's still alive? Neither one of them are alive. Oh, did Roger Ebert die? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I heard that. Anyway, so the heavy set like one. Like 12 years ago. No. I'll look it up while All you right. talk. The heavy set one. I can't remember which one that is. <laughs> the de- the He's the heavy dead one. <laughs> the heavy dead one. Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert loved the movie, but he couldn't recommend it because it was so painful to watch. And so that him and Gene Siskel started going at it, why he wouldn't give it a thumbs up, even though he liked it. He's like, I can't recommend it because he's so self-destructive. It's so hard to watch. And they got this huge fight over it. I remember watching it. I'm like, what is going on? I take that as a thumbs up because he liked it. Yeah. I don't bring it. Well, maybe they're fighting in heaven. I don't know. I mean, I've said that before, though. People go, how was that movie? And I go, look, I liked it. I can't recommend that anyone else watch it. Oh, yeah. But I liked it. Yeah. There was that... uh, that documentary, uh, actually the new, the movie antebellum that your wife did the costumes for. Yeah. I left. <laughs> I le- I go, honey, I'm sorry. I can't during the first five minutes. Were you at the theater? No, no, it was, we, there wasn't a pr- uh, premiere for it. Okay. Or was there? And she went, I don't think there was a premiere for it, but when it came out, she likes to support her own movie. Sure. So she ordered it. And I watched the first five minutes of it. And I'm like, honey, I can't watch this. I can't. I'm just, first of all, I'm my, like, I can't, my brain is just so fried with all the shit that's going on right. in the world anyway. I can't watch anything 
you know, negative, bad, any kind of oppression, any kind yeah, of that yeah, yeah. shit. I can't handle that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So I need fluff. I need what's Phil having for dinner. I need, I need to watch the Muppet show. I need that shit. Yeah. I'm watching movies with my kid. Yeah. Like Paul Blart. Like I need that right now. I can't handle. So, so the other day when Rita and I watched a double feature of silence of the lambs and six cents, you wouldn't have been down for that. <laughs> oh man. If you would have trifected it with a requiem <laughs> for a dream, I am all in. I guess that's kind of a horror film. She wants to watch a horror film every day. Oh really? In, uh, in October. Oh, that's cool. She doesn't get scared either. Do, do you good. go old school? Like these, she's like, what's a good horror movie? And I'm like, silence of the lambs. And yeah. she's like, is it good? Because the thing is about kids uh, now, they're uh, anything that's a slow burn. They, they don't, they don't have the attention span. Well, that makes sense. Because they're yeah. used to TikToks and oh, yeah. Box and fuck fucks. No, and I, all get that, I get that in stand up. So, um, yeah. So no, but she was totally into it. And then I kind of thought during the sixth sense, I'm like, kids are smarter. Is she gonna? Is she gonna figure out mm -hmm. the twist? And and at the end when it happened, she was like, oh, "Really? What? He's dead. He's dead." You know, nice. like she was like into it. So good for her. Good and for her. That's uh, awesome. and also when um, Hannibal Lecter escapes and he puts the skin mask mm -hmm. on, she's like, "He's wearing a skin mask." She was like totally <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" So yeah, she that was a great double bill for oh, her. Oh good. But talk about Antebellum. You started watching it and then you. You couldn't finish. I had to. I, I had to watch. She's and my, Mary gets it. Like she understands because we tried yeah. to watch. I'm really intrigued with the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. Yeah, and that documentary. Like we tried it just as the riots were starting, and yeah. I'm like, I'm out, hun. I can't. Yeah, you know, I just it's, can't. Yeah, I can't watch some stuff either. And like, um, like I just need fluff these days. I'm just, I'm yeah. too, I'm too mental. I'm gonna either that I'm gonna. <laughs> Either lose my mind or I'm going to go on a killing yeah. spree. I don't know. So we watched Antebellum uh, a couple weeks ago. We ordered it and watched it. And uh, Pilar hated it. Uh -huh. She hated everything about it. And uh, But Reed and I liked it as a popcorn movie. Okay. But but I can't recommend that people watch it. You know what I mean? Because like, it's hard to watch? or It's just it's not really a good movie. It's okay. not a good movie other than the costumes. Uh, but no, it's not. It's just it's not Thanks. a good movie. And it deals with, you know... It just seems it just seems out of touch too with what's been happening recently. Yeah, you know, Jen Elmaine is great. She's always well, she's but talented um, and smoking hot. Yeah, Holy but crap! It's just um, yeah, well, you know, just, it, was, uh, it was Sean. We enjoyed it was it. Sean a couple of years ago. Yeah. So you know, you can't really anticipate what's happening. Exactly. And again, exactly. I'm speaking from which I don't. I exactly. have not seen it. So, but we enjoyed it as a popcorn movie. Okay. But I, but as a, as a movie that I could say, oh, I recommend it. No, I'd give it like a four. Right. But we enjoyed it as a. Popcorn. Well, listen, I appreciate you saying the costumes. Look, I always say this. They were great. Mary doesn't write the script. So, no. It, so it doesn't. I didn't even know she worked movie. on that movie. And when then her name, whenever her name pops up, like I jump out of my seat. There's Mary. <laughs> now, when there's a TV show that sucks and I worked on it, it's my fault. <laughs> Which is 90% of my resume. Now we went down to New Orleans for that. She shot it in New Orleans. That's awesome. And then I took Frank down for a week. And let me tell you where you don't want to take a seven-year-old. <laughs> Fucking New, New Orleans, man. Nothing to do. There's nothing to do. And it's all sex and drinking. Boobs and and uh Did I tell you boobs and beads. Did I tell you this story? By the way, let me tell you this. Yeah. Roger Ebert died uh seven years ago. Okay. That sounds about right. All right. So Go I ahead. take my take my son out for lunch in New Orleans and we get up on a on one of those balconies and sure. it's have we're having it's noon. It's just me and my kid out on a balcony. There's seven tables. We sit on the far left. Ten minutes into it, in come this flock of six women 
with big black balloon dicks on their head. Like they were partying at noon. And then my wow. my kid's like, why is he wearing a baseball bat on her head? I'm like, oh, they're just baseball fans, buddy. Just Let's go inside. Fan. Let's go. And they sat right next to us. We had seven empty tables and the fucking unicorn dick people oh my sat God. right next to us. I'm like, I have a kid. Yeah. What are you doing? And they're ordering drinks and doing shots at noon. I'm glad he didn't recognize that they were penises yet at that age. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what if he would have said, why do they have penis? Would he have said the word penis? Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know what word. You know, some people say like weird, you know, like, that's your winky. I, you know what I mean? Right. And then some people are like, no, we tell him the anatomical name for the his genitalia. It's like, it's like at one point my tuck kid. Tuck in your bobo. <laughs> you know, it's just whatever it is. At one point my kid discovered the word penis and then mm-hmm. that's all he... Yeah. Like, oh, I got hit in the penis. Oh, that almost hit me in the penis. Boy, I'm glad my penis. Like, all right, bud, let's let's have a talk about this word. <laughs> yeah, I forget what we, I forget when the girls were young, what we said. I, I don't think we said vagina. Right. I don't know what we said. There is just no comfortable word for that organ, though. I don't know what, I don't know what we said. It was some, it was some nice you know, this is how flowery, this is how fucked up I am. I, I, I prefer the slang words for her body parts than I do the, ana- the, the medical words. Amen, I'm more right? uncomfortable with penis and vagina <laughs> than I am with cock and pussy. <laughs> like call it a cock. Don't call it a penis. Yeah. I'm a little uncomfortable with penis. Like I used to crack up at friends when uh, Courtney Cox's character, Monica would refer to it as her flower. That's my flower. This is horrible. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into the doors. They've got uh, they've really just got they've got nine albums, but really six, six. albums. They yeah, I they mean, released three without Jim. Oh, American release, Prayer. I keep forgetting American yeah, because he's released, technically on that. Right. They released uh, yeah they released three albums after. Hold on, my wife's texting me. She heard you shit on her movie. Hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> did she te- she didn't text a picture of your, her flower? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Because you can forward that to me. Uh, well, like you already don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's my Zoom backdrop tonight? Hey, wait a minute. Hey, that looks familiar. That looks interesting. Schmitty's like, hey, that looks familiar. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> they all say it. They all say it. They all got the same picture. All right. I got to put my... Murray just put his readers on. I got to put my readers oh, on. Oh, these are uh, these are readers. I ran... A- just adding another candle on the shit cake of 2020. <laughs> I drove over my only pair of glasses the other day. Oh, God. Just I'm like, what was that crunchy noise? And I looked down and I'm like, fuck. So I went and bought readers and I actually like my readers better than I like my prescription. And you said they work better too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'm fucking up my eyes really bad, but. Prescription glasses might be a scam. They might be. All right. The first Doors album is released. Jan- 67, right? January 4th, 1967. It's uh, it's produced by Paul A. Rothschild, and uh, it's uh, it's you said this, so I'm going to let you say this, or I'll lead you to it. Okay. People don't discuss when they oh, talk yeah. about debut albums. This one doesn't get a, the love that, like, let's say people would say, like, oh, the Cars first album is one of the best debuts. Yeah. This is one of the best debuts. I'm right up there with the Cars or the Counting Crows. Absolutely. We've about yeah, yeah, as yeah. One of the best debuts. I mean, even if. Even if you're not a Doors fan, and I think all our listeners are enough music fans to recognize achievements if you're not a fan. Right. Uh, unless it's me and Kiss. But, <laughs> right. And there's not many achievements there. Yeah. But if you read off, because I don't have anything with me, read off the, uh, read off the uh, tracks. Kiss. Debut album. First Bo- album from the Doors. Break On Through, Soul Kitchen, The Crystal Ship, 
20th Century Fox, Alabama song, uh, Light My Fire, Backdoor Man, I Looked at You, End of the Night, it, uh, Take It As It Comes, and The End. I'm going to say, if you're just a casual music listener, you know all but three of those songs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you might not know the Alabama song by the title, but once you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, right, that song. Exactly, because in, in, uh, in parentheses, Whiskey Bar. Okay. You'll know it, you'll yeah. know it. So that to me, like, that's a fucking... You know how it's like when you think of the doors, you think of those songs. Yeah. Those songs are the one of the first that come to your mind. And they get they got a great logo. Excellent logo. And it stays for the, till the end. Till the end. The end. Uh, that's a great uh that's a great album cover. It focuses on Jim, but the other mm-hmm. band members are there too. And he doesn't look like the asshole that he really is. Nope. Nope. It's uh I mean, unless unless uh, Jim Morrison on vocals, Ray Manzarek on organ, piano and bass. Robbie Krieger on guitar, John Densmore on drums. They don't really have a bass player. It's bass keyboard. Sometimes in the studio they have a bass player. Yeah, well, later on they got Elvis's for it's the not, last it's album. It's not missing. I'm not missing it's it. It's not banned. It's not... I don't know. This is one thing that irritated me about The Doors. It's like, oh, they didn't have a bass player. Really? Go listen to L.A. Woman. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know What's what I that? mean? That's bullshit. It's like the Black Keys. I know you're not a big fan of the Black Keys, but yeah. they bill themselves as two-person band. <laughs> right. But if you go see them, there's five people on fucking stage when the when the um when the white stripes toured mm-hmm. would would they augment with other people two people i've seen them three times it was just him and meg the whole she bangs it was That's just right. it. she was Throw just me your white stripes i'm sure songs. somebody else has got the white stripes i'm sure um yeah it was always just those two that's cool and that was awesome so then if you're gonna bill yourself as a two-person band, yeah. fucking be a two-person band don't be right we're a two-person band and we got nine guys we're paying a day rate yeah to fill in the bullshit. shit so i don't even like when i go see bands like uh like like when the uh when u2 comes it's still just four guys on stage yeah but I hate when a band, like, let's say U2, as they get older, they start to, oh, now we have horns, and now we have right. background singers, and now we have an, a keyboard player. I don't like that. Yeah. I want to see just the band. I don't mind. You know, they have a back line below stage. Mm-hmm. They have a guy. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know the guy's name, and he handles all the keyboards. Okay. And I should know the guy's name. I don't. All right. And they didn't, I think it was the 360 tour was the first time they ever introduced him that I saw. Wow. And they, you know, they put a cam down there and he's got this giant, massive fucking synth organ down there and he's doing all the organs and, you know, streets and stuff like he's that. He's got a Phantom of the Opera mask on. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't mind when they, like Pearl Jam has that Spooner guy, I think, on keyboards yeah. they tour with. I don't necessarily mind that. But like when our, when Peter, um, Peter Buck? No, not Peter Buck, the drummer I'm blanking on. Bill Barry. When B- yeah. Bill Barry left, REM, you know, Michael Stipe even is. <laughs> uh, obnoxious and uh, what sort of stuck up as he is, he's like the this is so and so on keyboards, this is so and so on drums, this is so and so on playing. Thank you. Everybody else you see before you is REM, and I thought that was a great way yeah. to introduce it without yeah. being you know without yeah. being obnoxious about it or lying. I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, REM came on the radio, and I was just thinking, I'm like, there's no way REM's done. I don't believe it. Oh, I think, and I think when they come back. Bill Barry's going to play drums. Like, I think if they do it, they're going to be like, we're all doing it. Really? He's, and new, and I, and he's and, coming back to music now that the farm subsidies are yeah. <laughs> going away. I feel like, I feel like an album and tour from REM will happen in the future. I tell you what, as a, a grown man in the five O, I am way too broken up about them breaking up still. Like it they really, it really hit me hard. I was so bummed when they broke up, they need to come especially back. after that last album they put out, which was fantastic. Yep. Yeah, I guess you go out on a high note, right? Yeah, and then come back on a low note, but people like it because you're touring. 
What's your first song off the Doors debut album? Uh, I'm going with The Crystal Ship, which I uh, coincidentally heard on the way over here. That's weird. Nah, because it's L.A. Of course you heard it. Yeah. Oh! I'll remind you. I'll tell you in a minute. Slip into unconsciousness I'd like to have another kiss Another flashing in that bass. Is it there? I think so. I hear it. I hear it. You hear that slide right there? When do we get high? It makes you want to get high. There, I already am. Music. Come on. It is very druggy. It, it, it's, you know, I really, I have to be in a certain mood to listen to The Doors. If I'm in a dark place, I'll listen to this shit. I mean, that's... Sorry to kick it off on such a mellow tune. And then I'm going to follow it up with the end where we all slit our wrists. Don't tell. We're taking turns. Oh, sorry. Um, that was from the 50th anniversary release. Uh, all the songs I'm playing are from this box set, which are the 40th anniversary mixes. So and, they went back and remixed? Yeah, but I, I think the... I think it all sounds great. I can't, you know, sometimes I can't tell when they're remixing stuff. They might be so subtle. The only problem I ever had with a, a remastered, remixed was uh, Let It Be when Paul took out uh, the Let It Be Naked. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't like it at all. Yeah. That was an experiment, I guess. Yeah. I, I like the original one a lot better. It took out, he, he took out all the parts I liked about that album. <laughs> he took out all John Lennon's vocals. Yeah, and went in, interesting enough, went in and re-drummed over Ringo's again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny. Sometimes uh, on these albums, like I'm like, oh, is Murray just going to pick the hits? But you did not. But then I was like, well, I got to play the hits. So I picked some hits. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Mary always gets down on me. She's like, you know, I'm sure Pilar does the same thing. She's like, nobody's going to, you know. I'm like, no, this is our people. Yeah. We're talking to our people. Right. We're talking to the people who have heard we assume this break is what on they through want. a billion times. Oh, maybe I want to hear something different, you know? Yeah, I get that. But then some people are like, oh, no, you guys didn't play Break On Through? Oh, yes, we did. We played it right now. <laughs> it's a great song. You know, the day so this the is the 40th anniversary mix. Okay. I don't know. Just sounds good to me. Break on through to the other side. Break on through. Now that's keyboard bass. Yes. You know who hates the doors? And if you ask him about it on Twitter, he'll tell you. Who? David Crosby. Oh, really? Hates, the- hates Morrison. Hated Morrison. Hates, hates the doors. Well, Just- from what I know of Morrison, he probably wasn't an easy person to like. No, and, and but... He- out of the California like bands of that era, the Doors are sound way different from the Birds and Crosby, Stills. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. Well, there is. I mean, not to get a different thing too artsy fartsy, but there is a huge line of delineation between Venice and the Hollywood Hills. Well, true. And so where the sound of the Crosby and those guys came from Laurel Canyon, yeah. this came from Venice Beach. Yeah. And Venice Beach is a lot darker and rugged mm-hmm. than it was in the hills. Yeah. So if there was a if there was a fight, the people in Venice would win. Oh, yeah. Fucking, that's why <laughs> Crosby hates Jim Morrison, because he could kick his ass. <laughs> Slap that catfish mustache off his face. <laughs> not, not, well, not today. Well, uh, Crosby would win that. Well, rock and peace, uh, 
fucking piece. Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison. and the catfish mustache. I think, I think Didn't Jim, he shave it? you know, they never saw his body, so I believe he's still alive. Him and Andy Kaufman are on an island. I was talking to a buddy I was surfing with the other day, and he went to Paris and visited uh, Morrison's grave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, was it just completely desecrated? He's like, nah, they, they cleaned it up a lot, mm-hmm. and, you know, they have a guard there, but he was wearing an LA Dodgers hat. <laughs> No, uh, my friend was. Friend, okay. And he put it on Jim Morrison's bust. Nice. And took a picture and he said, I, an hour, people wanted a picture of Jim Mor- with an LA hat on. He should have just left it. I'm like, why didn't you charge? Yeah. Like, five bucks up. Do, do you mind if I take a picture while that hat's on there? Okay. He said it was like an hour before he could get out of there. That's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, it's in Paris. Is that where he said? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I, when we were in Paris, I should have went and looked for that. There was, um, I'm going to be all over the place today because this is, might be the first real interaction I've had with another human being that isn't my <laughs> son or wife. So um, there was a show in Los Angeles called White Trash Wins Lotto. Did you ever see it? Um, Andy, that was, it was a, it was it was a, a live musical. musical? It was no. a musical. Andy Preboy from Wall of Voodoo okay. wrote it and he wrote it like a, like a, New York Broadway musical. The second singer. He replaced Stan Ridgway. Yes, he was the second singer. And uh, it was, this is how they build it. Not based on Axl Rose's life. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was based on Axl Rose's life. Okay. And everybody, you know, Blaine Capatch was in it, Greg Barrett, Karen Kilgariff. Wow. uh, A couple of the kids in the hall were in it. My buddy uh, did the music, Evan Schletter, Chris McGaha's husband. He does all the, did all the Mr. Show stuff. Pasein was in it, I think. I watched it. I was just getting starting to work as a comic. Uh-huh. Yeah, I watched yeah. it and I'm like, I'm going to be an accountant. <laughs> this is way too fucking great. Yeah. But at the end, Axel Rose's character or whoever it is yeah. goes to visit Jim Morrison's grave. And then Jim Morrison comes alive and they sing a song called uh, Rise, Rose, Rise. Because hmm. <laughs> he's kneel- knelt down. And yeah, yeah. Of, oh, it's so good. Who and played it, Jim Morrison? Oh, um. He's a musician from the Cave Dogs. Uh, drummer was in that Largo scene. Mark Richard. Mark, crap, I'm blanking on his Val name. Kilmer? Val Kilmer. Mark Richard's a surfer. I don't know. Mark Mark Rivers. I'm sorry, Mark Rivers. Mark Rivers. Anyway, you can YouTube some of that stuff. Um, I know they did it live on Conan, and they, so you can YouTube. So it's fantastic. Now, what's your next song off the debut album by The Doors? The you already said it. The, right. It's, God, how long is that? 11 minutes and 51 seconds. Of just fucking greatness. They should use this in a movie. <laughs> I know I said it from the beginning, but I listen to that open. And for you guitar players, he's using a drop D. Oh, so good. A drop D bag. Hey yo. I would love to get him and Densmore on the show, like the way I did with the surviving Mac members. You know, I'm thinking. I was thinking. First of all, Krieger is ancient at this point, right? He never looked good. <laughs> Sorry, he's never looked good. But he is very old. And an interesting guitar player. Like, if you look at him and watch him play, you're like, eh, but then you listen to this, it's like, oh, this is really good. There was only one time the whole time that I lived here in Los Angeles that I could not get concert tickets. Couldn't buy them outside the venue. Couldn't get them anywhere after they were sold out. And that was when the doors of the 21st century toured with Ian Asbury and they played at the Universal Amphitheater. They also played the Whiskey. And I think at that time, I think Stuart Copeland was was in the band is on drums. Really? And I then I don't know who took over. Well, where was Densmore? 
he didn't, didn't want to do it. Densmore didn't want to do it. Okay. It was Krieger and Manzarek. Oh, that's right. Manzarek was still alive. And didn't they do a like a Doors album with different singers? I, I with I'm Ian not Asbury sure for sure. And then somebody else. I, Maybe, but I'm not around sure. that time. I thought he got. Oh, didn't Densmore suit him? Probably. That's right. Densmore sued him because they used the Doors name and they had Ian Astbury on uh, vocals. Could you imagine if they just would have all played with Ian Astbury as the Doors or as whatever you want to call it? It's perfect. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, unless Densmore was like, I want to keep it sacred. You don't like money? Yeah, you want to keep what sacred in your yeah. fucking RV that you're living in by the I'm sure Densmore's fine. Yeah. Well, but. they do share they do share writing credits on I think the first 3 albums okay. and the last album. It's uh it's albums 4 and 5 where it's mostly written by Jim and Krieger. Only. Okay. So Densmore has tons of money. Yeah, Krieger, I mean Krieger's a good songwriter, you yeah. know. He's I, I I don't think he's that great of a guitar player mm-hmm. after just complimenting on his work there, but um <laughs> he's a yeah, he's a good songwriter, that's for sure. Maybe Soul Kitchen will change your mind on, this, oh, on the such guitar. Such a great song. These are all off the first album. Wait till the chorus. <laughs> I just see he's got that great yell. Yeah, he does. Sing, you know, where you can yell yep. sing. I, I really love when that kicks in. I was going to tell you, I forgot. I met Mary, my wife, in Jim Morrison's house. Who lived in Jim Morrison's house? Well, Jim Morrison. That's the name of his. That's but I, I got mean, the name. Yeah, but who right, lived so in it when you met her? Jim Morrison lived on Venice Beach, and he's got a house right there on the Strand. Okay. And then, is there a plaque there like, to, I, to, to let you know it's Jim Morrison's didn't house? See it? I, it's very near that big mural of okay. him on Venice Beach. Uh, and then uh, corporations bought it. Okay. And then they built. And at the time, it was Nike. Fucking the man. The man. And they're and so they can say, hey, we're Nike's having a party at. Jim Morrison's house. Mm-hmm. And so uh, actually Nike was having a party for Mary um, to kind of woo her into using uh, Nike in movies. Yeah. And I was brought down to that party. That's where I met Mary. So I, it's fun to say we met at Jim Morrison's That house. is cool. Yeah. It's weird when you find out where people live. Like my, uh, my uh, Pilar's uh, sister, my sister-in-law, they live in, uh, in Venice Beach. So weird. And we were just talking about, um, one day we were talking about Rhonda Rousey and she's like, oh yeah, Rhonda, that she lives right, her house is right there. I'm like, what do you mean? Like n- right next to you? Yeah, she's she comes over all the time and hangs out. I'm like, yeah. I was talking. I was talking to somebody. Uh, I was in New York a couple of years ago. I'm sure it was more like 20 years ago. But and we're out to drinks with you know a friend of a friend, and you two came up because that's what comes mm-hmm. up when you hang out with yeah, her. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, Larry Mullen Jr. lives up the street for me in Connecticut. I, his kid plays soccer with my kid. I know like, Connecticut. Right. <laughs> well, here's the other thing. My sister-in-law's husband. Uh, and I won't say his name because he doesn't like to, uh, he doesn't like to talk about, not because anything bad happened. He just doesn't talk about this, but he was, he was Dylan's road manager. He was okay. his tour manager. Wait, this is Pilar's cousin? 
Pilar's sister. Oh, Pilar's sister. Her husband oh, okay. was Dylan's uh, tour, oh, yeah, you tour manager. Yeah, yeah. And at their house, their house is really cool. Like it has all these different rooms. And one room in the house is like if you if I blindfolded you and took you in this room and and then unblinded, you'd just think you were at like a local neighborhood bar. Like it's a full bar, but it looks like you know it's right. so when Dylan had that uh, whiskey, his his own whiskey that came mm-hmm. out a couple years ago, he called them and asked if they could shoot the ads at the at their house. Right. And he and they did. Nice. And I was just like, and you can't have me come over that day. I just like <laughs> I just happened to come by. Oh, my my brother in law is here, Bob. Right, right. Or I can't bring an album and you guys get aside for me. Yeah. Something. Yeah, people are weird like that. I mean, he doesn't work with them anymore, right? No. Well, that wouldn't be weird, but people no. I mean he I, called him and said, Can I shoot this at your house? I know, but people, you know, some people are weird like that. I, I, I have people who are, you know, famous that, you know, like I had a friend ask if I could give somebody a script. I'm like, well, that's different though. Yeah. I'm, but he's, he's pretty f- somewhat famous himself. He's, and I was just like, like, I don't want anyone helping my career. Mm. That seems like a career thing. Yeah. I know. You know what yeah. I mean? It was just weird. All right. Yeah. Um, so Pat, I can't give her your script. No, this is what, this is what I find. Ah! Oh, oh, put your mask on. Ah, Pilar's here. Pilar's oh, here. no. I'm sorry you only have one bottle in the, of Thank water you, in the house. I, Do you want some water? Oh, no. Why would I want water? It's 112 degrees. Uh, he has a coffee. He didn't bring me a coffee. Wait, uh, who's a terrible... Pat for not offering, or are you bringing one up with... <laughs> I texted him and asked her to bring my water up. Do you want a glass of water? I'm fine. Thank you. Pilar, you're an angel. Bye, honey. A little conceited, don't you think? What do you mean? I said you're an angel. She said I am. She was just being funny, I guess. Mm. Save it for the boys. <laughs> I'm not cutting it out. Um, <laughs> no, she's a sweetheart. I love her. This is what drives me crazy about this time period is you have, we just said, it's one of the best debut albums of all time, released in January 1967. In September of 67, they released Bam. this. <laughs> just wait, just wait, at least wait a year. What do you? Why does it have to come out so soon? Well... Morrison's days are numbered, and I think he knew that. They knew that already? Second album, they Come know on, his days are numbered? He's rolling in, you know, high and stoned at the whiskey before they were unsigned, falling off the stage. We're like, we got to get that. We got to get this on now. All right. Well, this is Strange Days, and uh, I guess I like the album cover. It's see. got like some circus people on it, like a strong man and a, yeah. and a little person and a mime and a juggler and... You know, I guess it's fine. It's all right. So far, I like the first one better. The first, first one's better. Yeah, better. without a doubt. Mm. All right. And your first song? Uh, my first song is People Are Strange. When you're a stranger, faces look ugly. This has been used in so many horror films. Oh, sure. Women sing wicked. Or at least in horror trailers. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange. People are strange. Now that sounds like bass. Yeah. It's so minimalist and yet so intricate. And again, I have pointed out that I don't think Robbie Krieger is a great guitar player. Does great guitar work on that. That you, opening guitar uh, stuff he yeah. does that we were talking over, fantastic. Are you going to change your mind by the end of the show? <laughs> I thought he was a terrible guitar player for 50 years. I don't think I'm going to change You're today. not going to go back? <laughs> so that's a huge song. Yeah. My, um, 
It was it was featured in uh, one of my favorite movies, The Lost Boys. There you go. With That's a, what I was thinking a, of. With a cover. I used to think it was Pseudo Echo, but I'm pretty sure it was Echo and the Bunny Men. I did the cover. Right. Yeah. I think it was Pseudo Echo and the Bunny Pseudo Man. Pseudo Echo and the Bunny Which Man. is actually an Echo and the Bunny Man tribute band. Pseudo Echo. Oh, yeah. that's not a bad idea. I don't know why I have such a hard on for Pseudo Echo. I just want them to be so bigger than they are, but they're not. <laughs> and they won't be. And they, they're gone, long gone. They're Australian gone. new wave band nobody's ever heard of. Well, here's another hit off this album or, or a well-known song. Again, not a bad follow-up. No, not at all. Love it you time, baby. What's going on? Sorry. This is going on. Tell me if you knew who this band is. Skid Row? No. Am I close? We talked about them earlier. Black Keys? There were two bands that your friend was into. You know my short-term memory. I can't remember what we talked about. Aerosmith. Oh, cool. Oh yeah, I can hear it now. It's from the Air America soundtrack. I didn't. I didn't want. I shouldn't have sullied the doors. Oh, that's a shitty cover for a shitty movie. It is a pretty bad cover for a bad movie. I don't. I never got on the Aerosmith man. I never got on. I like the. I feel like I like some tracks around Pump and Permanent Vacation, Mm -hmm. but that's about it, man. Your next song's another great one. I gotta see what I, I don't remember what I brought. Oh, Moonlight Drive? Yeah, don't you think? I have, well, I picked it. You can't articulate it, but just the beach life is so complimented by the doors. It's laid back. It's laid back, cruising the PCH, listening to that, top down. I don't have a convertible, but you know what I Windows mean? Windows down. Windows down, sun, you know, the sun setting. Pants down. Pants down, getting a little freeway head. It's just, it's... <laughs> what the heck happened? <laughs> what just happened? Oh, I'm sorry, is that not... Are we recording? Oh, I guess at the beach that would happen. Well, yeah. But you know, I mean, it's just like it's such a southern. Kind of, I know it's, it's. I know it's a artsy fartsy thing. To Guys, say, hashtag freeway head. <laughs> you never heard that? Uh, yeah, I just didn't expect you to say it, and that would be a great name for a band. Freeway head. Freeway head. Oh, I don't know. They can go on tour with Morningwood. Or Radiohead. You know Morningwood? Uh, no. They had a couple like. I mean, hits. I know it. Hello. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> 
All right, here's so uh, my wife doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> this might be well, this is where you come to get your uh, idi- idiocy out. Oh, that's it's true. Yeah, I think my wife told me this weekend so far like four times that I was an idiot <laughs> for stuff that I did. She's like, "You're you're an idiot." I go, "I know." <laughs> Uh, I was hitting my son with a pool noodle over and over on the head the yeah. other day. Just whack, whack. And he loved it. And he loved it. And we we have a pod of people we've been hanging out with mm-hmm. since COVID, but we don't, you know, it's just our right. little, so we They're don't. all from China. Yeah, totally. And Mary turns to the other parent and goes, I'm so glad we have a kid because he used to do that shit to me. <laughs> oh, or do you ever get the thing, hey, I'm not one of your buddies. <laughs> I'm your wife. <laughs> yeah, but we're friends. Right. And then bonk. Um, but not with a pool noodle. How often? <laughs> All right. So How often do you have to send an apology? Well, apology what? Text to. Oh, no. To like, because I'm always. I ha- like, what do you have to apologize about? Well, I hang, what out, did you do? I hang out with these moms. At, at, you know, and we have a pool, so we let our pod get in the pool uh-huh. and you know social does just because it's been blazing and we all yeah. around it just and they know i'm a comic mm-hmm. and they know i'm gonna cross the line every yeah. once in a while but it doesn't stop me i try to yeah and so i just have this sorry about that one comment today <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah don't worry about it. we were used to it now is it just automatically uh in your in your it's just a cut and paste just to, just to add the new name or okay. the subject sorry about that cock reference i made earlier Mm. All right, this might be the first like non-hit or non-well-known song that has been played so far. You picked? Yep, this is called My Eyes Have Seen You. Oh, wow, that's a deep cut for you. So good, though. My eyes have seen you My eyes have seen you My eyes have seen you Standing in the I used to hang out with oh, my ex-girlfriend. What was her name? Yeah, I don't want to give her any props. Is she um, anyone we know? What? No, no, no. Someone I know? Famous? If, if, no. If she went on the same trajectory she was when we were dating, she's probably dead in a <laughs> ditch somewhere from Coke. Why did I laugh at that? <laughs> it's fine. Why did I laugh? Let me laugh? just put it this way. There are only two people I hate in the world, and she's one of them. Um, uh, but her aunt was Do a you big stay friends? I've talked about this, I think, on other podcasts, or maybe this podcast. I don't know people. I can't remember what we talk about. Marie and I, we don't have any long-term or short-term. Short, can't even say the word short. <laughs> um, do, do you stay friends with exes? I, I got so much shit. One time I tweeted out, um, if you stay friends with your ex, you broke up wrong. Yeah. And- <laughs> And like people like, I'm really good friends with my ex. I'm like, oh, I'm just kidding, man. Yeah. But no, I don't, I, I don't have no reason to stay friends with an ex. Why no, would, I don't get it. You did your thing. It didn't work yeah. out or it did work out. And now it's over and it's running its course. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're just not mature enough to do that. <laughs> Wait, hold on. But you know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you go and be like, you know, and have sex with somebody for yeah. three years and then, oh, we're just going to cut that part out. But where everything else is going to be the same. It doesn't really make sense to me. This girl I broke up with in Chicago, we dated for like two and a half years. And like uh, the first weekend after we broke up, 
It was a Sunday, and she calls me, and she goes, hey, I'm going to go look for a new car today. Do you want to go with me? I'm like, no, we broke up. <laughs> and she was so mad. She's like, are you kidding? I go, well, no. I mean, I go, I don't want to spend my whole Sunday looking, helping you look for a new car. I don't right. even know anything about cars. I'm sure there's someone better that could do this with you. <laughs> it's a great line so in, Wayne, in Wayne's world where she's like, just because we broke up doesn't mean we have to stop talking to each other. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does. It kind of does. <laughs> kind of does. Um, waiting for the sun. Let me see what detail. Now, Aaron Kahn's going to be upset. He told me about an app that I should download that tells you a bunch of, you know, doors information. And, and I'm just telling you when the albums were released and who produced them because, right. um, I don't know how much minutiae to get into, but well, this tell Aaron Kahn to fucking read it to himself. <laughs> If he wants to know. He can read it out loud. I've that seen it. Come from, read. That didn't come from me, Aaron. Came from me, Con. This album came out in July 1968. So they're all kind of almost like on a six-month cycle yeah, of releasing that makes sense. albums. Uh, this one was also produced by Paul A. Rothschild. And uh, let's see. What do, you, what do you think of this album cover? The album is called Waiting for the Sun. I guess it's good. They're like, the sun's coming up behind them. That's classic album cover. Yeah. Classic, all four on top. Yeah. You know? And it's, uh, in you know, if you, if in parentheses, we don't have a bass player. Yep. And if you could get it, if there was one to get signed, that's a good one. Cause they could sign under, under, under themselves uh-huh. or across the top. Yeah. Wonder if, wonder if anyone, I guess people have Jim Morrison's autograph. I would imagine. Have, have you, you ever, it, oh, you think it was easy back in the day when these bands were just at the whiskey and you just waited, they probably, they came out and signed. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. But who's playing the whiskey after they got big? I think they, I kind of feel like some of these they were, they bands. Because they were the house band for a while. I kind of feel like some of these bands back then still played around, gigged around. You know, you always hear about them still at the Troubadour and stuff. Maybe, I maybe. I don't, I, yeah, I never, I, mean, I don't know. Music's different than comedy though, I guess. But I like those smaller venues as opposed to bigger venues. When I interviewed Peter Asher a couple weeks ago and he would tell me <laughs> stuff like, yeah, Twiggy called Paul at the office and recommended this woman. And then we were out at dinner and I'm like the heck i want to like how do i go back in time and do this right. you know and he they, but that's just his normal yeah yeah did you see the herb alpert documentary no i don't know i don't i mean i don't i'm not really interested in his music oh, i know okay. he i know he started a&m records yeah. is there a lot about a&m records? yeah when he gets to a&m um they talk about it like stings in it a lot of a&m artists are in it uh, uh brian adams in it no, good artist. Sorry. Oh, um, well, he's an a, he was an A and M artist. No, but they the, they do a. I know. I saw the Brian. They do a list of A and M artists, and, and Mary didn't know. She, she, I'm like, yeah, he's the A and A and M. She didn't know, and she was looking at all these artists. Yeah, like, and oh is my it God. is it? Don't tell me. Is it Tommy or Tony Matola? No, um, it's not. Is it? No. Who's the M? Um, Morris and oh, not Doug Morris. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Doug Morris is Jimmy Iovine's. He's not the important letter in the thing. Yeah, he's, Alpert is. <laughs> Alpert is, yeah. Is it something Morris. I've, Moss. No, Moss. Jerry Moss. Jerry Moss. Okay. Thank you. Sorry about that. Yeah, anyway, a lot of people. Good. I didn't know for the longest. The first time I I heard that Herb Alpert was the A&M Records, I'm like, what? I like I like Herb Alpert's stuff. I like that. Um, I like that stuff. I like that kind of just Latin, yeah. Latin flavored I'm, I'm sure if I watch it, I'll love it, but I yeah. just don't. It doesn't interest me to start it. And it's got that great kind of era of the 60s which I, I think kind of the doors kind of touch on that just kind of swinger you know that they were speaking that they make fun of in right. uh austin powers yeah. that kind of swinger type me i love that kind of lifestyle and that that music in that era and yeah, they babe. really touch on that yeah baby all right <laughs> all right what's your uh what's your first song from waiting for the sun hold on i deleted did i pick waiting hold on what did i pick you picked a song <laughs> oh 
Love Street. Such a great song. That's where you get freeway head. <laughs> Watch the Doors movie tonight. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. A house and garden. I would like to see what happens. It's a big thing because Meg Ryan was topless in that movie. You think I'd remember that? But I don't. Oh, I remember it. It's nice to know I'm not as big a scumbag as I thought I was. <laughs> Billy Idol's in the movie. Topless. <laughs> He's always topless. The dude looks fucking great. <laughs> The dude's in better shape at 75 than I was at 23. I said, I forget what Steve Stevens and I were chatting about, but I go, he was talking about nudity or something came up. And I'm like, well, you know, when you're on stage with uh, Billy Idol, the shirt comes off in about three songs. He goes, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> hey man, the guy's got the bod. Rock it. He does. All right. This is a song everybody knows. So I'm not even going to introduce it. I'm just going to play it. The drums are great. Hello, I love you. Let me jump in your game. She's walking down the street, blind to every eye she meets. Do you think you'll be the guy to make the queen of the angels sigh? Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your name? Hello, I love you. Let me jump in. Can you hear me now? Modern version. <laughs> the um, this box set is so cool because it just it has it just comes with a simple book. Oh, just yeah, tells you that. the basic credits. Oh, and, and it's and yeah, it's it, each album with, yeah, the, with the cover and everything. Yep, the oh, left side is a picture of the album cover, and then over here's the credits. It's just simple. They come in these little you know these little cardboard sleeves that replicate the albums. Uh -huh. It's just nice. Uh, Did they say? I mean, I'm sure it's on there somewhere. Who took these covers? Was it Gruen? Oh, yeah, it does. Um, so far, no one that I've heard okay. of. Um, Paul Ferrara. Hmm, I don't know. Is, uh, he did Waiting so. for the Sun, the album cover for Strange Days. It was Joel Brodsky, and the album cover for the debut is Guy Webster. So I don't know who oh, these yeah, guys are. I'm but, sure uh, they've done iconic, other iconic I'm stuff, sure they but have. I'm not familiar I'm sure with their names. Have. I'm just going to be that guy that goes, you know, uh, Phil Hartman designed all their covers. <laughs> No, he didn't. He designed one cover and he gets credit for every cover. <laughs> it's so funny if you look up like album covers that you think Phil Hartman did on Wikipedia yeah, and they're like, album covers, blah, blah, blah. Most people think Phil Hartman. Did. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, you got one more full on Waiting for the Sun from, well, from Waiting for the Sun. I picked this one. I don't think, I don't think I'm going to win anybody non-Doors fans over on this one, mm -hmm. but I do <clears throat> like the guitar in it. Mm -hmm. It's a Spanish caravan. Here we go. By the way, did I mention Robbie? I don't like Robbie Krieger as a guitar player. <laughs> the caravan is coming. It's loaded with a bad hombres. It's coming from Spain. They're wearing masks like fools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carry me, caravan, take me away. Who will be president when this drops take in a week and a half? Pence. If he dies, <laughs> Trump dies, Pence. 
But if Pence gets it, or the rapture occurs, yeah. then we get Pelosi. Pelosi. So basically a chain of crazy people. Right. <laughs> He's good with the Spanish guitar. Take me. Don't let him fool you. He's a bad guitar player. Yes, I know you oh, he only does one thing. Yeah. It's play guitar. <laughs> All right, fade it down. I really, I've, when I first heard that, I was learning to play guitar in high school, and they're teenager, and I first learned that I was obsessed with it. And did you, did you learn it? Did no, you nail no, it? no, no, no. I was not nearly as good as he is at his worst <laughs> <laughs> all right my last song from waiting for the sun a deep cut uh not to touch the earth oh wow i thought you were getting on me for getting deep cuts but you're going deeper than i am not to touch the earth i just like this this is like hippie trippy sun. dippy yeah nothing left to do but run 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 let's run this is when seagull bails <laughs> like seagull even joins like i'm out House upon the hill, moon is lying still, shadows of the trees, witnessing the wild breeze. Come on, baby, run with me. Let's run. Run with me. Run with That's like a spaghetti western guitar there. Yeah. What just, was the, what just was, think what he could have done with that if he was a good guitar player. I know he would have right? been amazing. It would have been awesome. When uh, what was the topic when you when the power went out and you were here? I don't, dude. I can't. I couldn't remember the band I talked about twenty minutes ago. How am I supposed to remember that from a month what ago? What the hell was that topic? I got to look it up because it's driving me crazy. Oh, it was Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes, no, it wasn't Earth, Wind, Earth, Water, Air, Fire. Right. We were so sleepy during that one. Oh yeah. I think so. Like this seems uh, so much up and more fun between you and I than that one was. I just think we were because uh, when Schmitty came in, I couldn't in, tell by the way you shit on me for twenty minutes after Schmitty came in. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I couldn't read between the lines it when was, you said this is so much more fun just, than when Murray but, was here. But I'm included in the. We would neither one of we were You're just included kinda, in that. We were with, well. I was. I was bringing it. I got to continue. I got to rebound. I got to. But yeah, we just seemed lethargic. Like I think if we would have finished that episode, it wouldn't have been. It would have been just eh. Yeah, like, well, probably. Like Who this knows? one's really fun. Okay, this might be the most fun I've ever had with you. That's <laughs> not saying much. Well, and well, no, there was that time that we were uh, you were driving on the freeway and I had to take a little nap <laughs> in your lap lap nap. <laughs> is that is that a saying? Take lap a lap. Nap? Take a lap nap. Yeah, and while you're sleeping, I snuck it in for a little freeway head. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, Maybe who knows? Maybe I, we did, I did suck that. I don't care. I didn't say you I, sucked. I sucked before. I said we were lethargic. I've sucked before. I'll suck again. Okay, Soft Parade. I'm gonna. I think this is their weakest album. Mm, I might. Yeah. Well, with Jim. Yeah, with Jim. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, this is when the Doors don't get writing credit on all the songs. These songs are written by Jim or Robbie or mm. Robbie and Jim together. So, um, sounds, but yeah, like, I just, sounds like somebody started looking at the checks, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, this to me is like, um, it's just their weakest. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, yeah, I like the soft parade. Touch me's good. Wild child. Which, Shh, don't name them. All. Oh, I'm sorry. What's all your right. first one? Oh, what did I pick? I think I picked one of those. I listed. Yeah, you did. You picked both of them. Oh, <laughs> Find a place to hide, a place for me to 
of uh, outside musicians on this album. Oh, uh, who we got playing on this? Harvey Brooks and Doug Lubin on bass. They don't have a bass player. <laughs> we got a guy playing congo, fiddle, mandolin, trombone, English horn, sax solos. There we go. That rump shaker going. Yeah, this isn't one that would win over a new fan, I don't think. Like, if, if you never heard of The Doors, this isn't one to play them and say... Yeah, but I mean, like, you take the... T- what, we have t- one hit off this, really? Two, yeah. maybe? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you pick the you pick the big big one. It's just a good song, and I'm not and a huge fan of this yeah. album per no. se, especially with the uh, two we just played. Right. But All right, here comes my first pick from The Soft Parade. It kicks off the album, written by Robbie Krieger. It's Tell All the People. Tell all the people that you see Follow me Follow me down Tell all the people that you see Set them free Follow me down You tell them they don't have to run We're gonna pick up I should have picked that. I think all the uh, so much better than Soft I think all the um, the additional instruments. I don't know if they if if they enhance the Doors music. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if they're needed in that song. I don't know. I would like to hear a stripped down version of that. It feels like after three albums, they were like, let's let's try something a little bit different. Especially if you're cranking them out that fast. What year did yeah. this come out? This was uh, this was released in 1969. Let me find the month. Let me find the the month. Why can't I find what I'm looking for? Uh, everybody, just be quiet. Stop talking, everybody. Stop talking. Okay, people are still listening. This was released July 18th, 1969. So it was like so, over a year. Yeah, the previous album was. It's just about it. July 3rd, oh, it's July. I thought to, it was uh, okay, so about to, a year to July 69. So a year, a so year. I'm sure you're, you know you get a little more money. You can pay these horns. You can you can right. experiment a little more. But you uh, but you picked the. There's one. Huge hit on it. I, it's the big hit. It's probably one of their biggest. And I picked Touch Me. Yep. Like, oh, can you go back? I love that scream. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. So, that's so great. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Now touch me, babe. Can't you see that I am not afraid? What was that promise that you made? Why won't you tell me what she said? What was that promise that you made? Now I'm gonna love you Till the heavens stop the rain I'm 
stars fall from the sky for you and I. Now that's an um, excellent, excellent use of horns. Yes, in that the first the track you yeah. played, oversaturated with horns. That was an excellent version of, with horns, and this is infamously performed on infamously, uh, infam, infamously, infamously, inf- infamously, infamously, right? Yeah, infamously uh, performed on Ed Sullivan. Yes, yes. Where they asked him not to say we couldn't get so high. Is that is this the song? Isn't it? No, come, uh, come light my fire. Was it light song. my fire? Are you sure? No, I'll go. Take it. me higher. Yeah, I you know it was... that it would be. A, it's light my fire. Oh, it is light my fire. Sorry. Um, did here's they, the you word. Touch me on that one. Here's the word I can't say. Okay. It's uh, it's the Pink Floyd song. It's two words. The second word is numb. <laughs> the first word is. I'm asking. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, uh, comfortably. Yeah, I have trouble you can't say saying comfortably? that. Comfortably? I can't. Comfortably. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, well, side note, they did both songs on uh, Ed Sullivan. So they're both infamous. Yeah. Anytime the doors were on Ed Sullivan, it's infamous. Um, I can, You know what I can't say? Which I'm sure if I had a therapist would have a, have a field day. Let me guess. Please. <laughs> um, v- vulnerable. Oh my God, vulnerable. It's, I, it's hard. I can't get it. I can never get it out. I'm sure that says a lot of vulnerable. 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 All right. My, my next pick from the Soft Parade is called Run in Blue. And the reason that I picked it is because Robbie Krieger actually sings a little bit on it. And you'll hear when he starts to sing, you'll hear. It doesn't sound like Jim Morrison. Mm-mm. I don't know if it sounds bad. We already know he's not a good guitar player. Well, that's, that's been proven horrible, over, but he's a better, over and over. maybe a better guitarist than singer. You, you decide. I decide. Here we go. Running blue. Robbie, I'll show my my naivete on all this. I always thought that was Jim. Thought he was just doing a different voice. Yeah, I thought he was just doing a character. I mean, he sounds a little like if you're if you're not really paying attention, the singing sounds like mm-hmm. Jim. And then I thought he was just doing a goofy voice, doing like a country hick voice. Yeah, making fun of the hicks. Yeah. All right. Now we move on to a couple of. Oh, the uh, poker room is up. Just got a text from Chip. <laughs> really? So I got to log in already? Log in and sign up for it All tonight. Right. Can you do it from your phone? Do you just want to give me your 10 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to lose horribly tonight just from that. You think? St- oh, yeah. That's how karma works for me. I'm that's sorry. why I'll never, like, if I'm on the road and I'm with a bunch of comic friends and we're going to a gig and mm-hmm. they start bagging on a comic, I'm like, I'm, nope. Not until nope, after. Not going to do it. Not until after the show. After the show, I'll I'll shit on whoever you want. But I don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to screw up any, your karma. Anytime I've ever like bagged on a comic before a show, I've ha- I've I've just eaten a dick on stage. So I do not do it. So any anytime Chip sends that text that says uh, we can sign up, uh, Bill Dwyer then always says like, when can we sign up? <laughs> just just to drive Chip crazy. Or what's the Zoom room password? I mean, he just says the same things all the time. Chip Chinnery runs the poker game yes 
And for those who don't know, we pay we pay him the money, and then he disperses it to me. <laughs> I'm gonna lose so bad tonight. So funny, but though. Chip puts up. So imagine me and Pat, and then add another six idiots, and that's yeah. what Chip has to deal with every week. Yes. So God bless him, and he doesn't do it begrudgingly at all. He's always so low key, you know, chill. Like I'm not it, kidding. It, I'm registering right now. You're <laughs> he's like. You you know Bill will ask the same stupid questions he has and he's just like if you uh, if you go back to the email I sent out last yeah, week it'll you be can able see to it there. you can see it there like he's so chill about the whole thing <laughs> but inside he's not chill. oh inside he's not even a redhead he's just so mad <laughs> he turned his hair red all right this next album is uh, is a killer following oh yeah soft parade this is Morrison Hotel released February 9th, nineteen seventy. This album cover was taken by let me make sure that I have it right. Yes, Henry Diltz. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Kahn tweeted today that the deal with this is they showed up at this Morrison Hotel and they asked the person at the front desk if they could take a picture in the window and the person said no. And so then they left the desk and when they left, they quick jumped in and did it. Oh, interesting. And Thanks, that, Aaron. And that became the uh, album cover. That's, so that's, my, cool. that's my favorite album cover of The Doors. Uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, uh, and where is the Morrison Hotel? It's, is it here? I think so, because uh, or there was a knockoff Morrison Hotel. I've lived here 25 years. I've never driven up Laurel Canyon to to find Joni Mitchell's house or any of these places. Why crazy? But I mean, have you ever done that? No. We should do that. Why? I don't know. We could make a Patreon video. Uh, oh, sure. I don't know. I did a, you? Have, I make oh, a lot of money off that. Did you in the documentary? Did you hear about the the Crosby, Stills and Nash and Young? Um, the the first not not Young Crosby, Stills and Nash that first album yeah, cover. A, it was it was uh, it was it's now the Hard Rock Cafe in East Los Angeles. Oh, it is. Well, the, it's a, it features a photograph of the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh no, that's the rear cover. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the rear cover. So there, there must have been something called the Hard Rock Cafe, but there wasn't a Hard Rock Cafe as we know it, like a. A franchise thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Building the Doors of Doors Classic. So, so did you ever hear the story about the first Crosby Stills and Nash so the, album cover? So, sorry. So yeah, Morrison Hotel is in LA. Of, okay. of course it would be. All right. Just wanted to make sure. I've gotten everything wrong so far tonight, so I want to make sure I get something right. So Henry, sorry, Diltz, Henry Diltz took the album cover for the original Crosby, Stills, and Nash album cover. Okay. So they take the, they just, they're driving around, they find this old abandoned house, and there's a couch in the front, and they just sit down, and he takes the pictures, and they come back, and they go, oh, this is the one. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, we're not sitting in the right order. Oh, because okay. if you look at the album, it's, sure, sure. Their, their names are, and that always bothered me. I really? Was like, I never even. It, it did. I'm like, no, you gotta. So, um, because I think Nash is first. I think okay. Crosby's in the, whatever it is. So they said, okay, no big deal. We'll go back tomorrow, and we'll and we'll just reshoot. And when they got there the next day, the house had been bulldozed over. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I never heard that. So story. they're like, all right, this is it then. That's awesome. All right, let's jump into a great album, Morrison Hotel. Siegel, you might want to jump in here with Morrison Hotel. Listen to the the debut and then listen to Morrison Hotel. This is a whole uh, Siegel stinkeroo T to B on this one, man. You, really? Oh, oh you, you mean just the, the whole show? Oh, you the mean the episode? Yeah, okay. he hates the doors, right. doesn't he? He does. I mean, look at this. Jesus, look at this. What is this? Our fourth album? This is uh, this is number five. This is number five. Holy crap! Look at the hits on this. Look All at right. the songs you would know. 
And I probably picked one you don't know. Yeah, so let's hear it. This is my favorite, favorite, absolute 100% favorite door song. This is Peace Frog. Bass. So good. Again, still produced by Paul A. Rothschild. He produced the first five albums. Who's on drums on that? I mean, sorry, who's on bass on that? Um, bass is credited to Ray Neapolitan. Okay. Except for Lonnie Mack plays bass on Roadhouse Blues and Maggie M. McGill. Okay. And uh, yeah, but that would be Ray Neapolitan. Okay. I love it. What do you think of that tune? I like it. I like it a lot. I love it. It's a good tune. It's so good. I went with... Uh, well, it's, you know, it's Roadhouse Blues. I'll keep your eyes on the road, you hand up on the wheel. Keep your eyes on the road, you hand up on the wheel. Yeah, we'll go to the roadhouse, gonna have a real a good time. Apparently, this album, if you bought the vinyl, was divided into sides instead of side one and side two. It's divided into Hard Rock Cafe is one side. And, and Morrison Hotel, right? Morrison Hotel yeah. is the other side. And this kicks off the Hard Rock Cafe side. I like that. I'm looking at Blonnie Mack. Um, He's played on a lot of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, he like, went on to play Stevie Ray Vaughan. There you go. Yeah. How's that guy as a guitarist? Stevie Ray Vaughan? Yeah. He's great. I saw him open for Robert Plant. Wow, that's a great double bill. On Now and Zen. And Plant had a hard time following Stevie Ray Vaughan. There's probably by that. Well, what? Um, how many albums did Stevie Ray have out at that Oh, time? he was just coming out because he was the opener. Wow. So he was still probably just coming off session stuff with Bowie. Mm. And, um, and I'm just putting two and two in my head together. Um and so he was, I remember I went with my friend Dave Rocha. I'm like, I want to go early because I want to see Stevie Ray Vaughan. And dude, and you know, when you're, when you're that much of a powerhouse guitar player and you're in an opening set in front of a legend, yeah, you bring everything you got, right? You just don't fucking mail that well, one No, in. you shouldn't. No, you, don't, you shouldn't have to lay back. Yeah. And so he came out with a force, you know, and 
that was the time when Plant was like, I'm only going to play two. I don't know why Plant sounds like Trump. <laughs> I'm only going to play two Zeppelin songs, my solo career. And look, Now and Zen's a great album. Yeah. But you got Stevie Ray Vaughan fucking blowing his guitar up and then fucking Robert Plant coming out singing lyrics like, I was pumping iron while you were pumping irony. I you're like, you know what? There's going to be a little bit of a disappointment. <laughs> but shortly after that, Stevie Ray Vaughan died a couple of years later. Because Robert Plant killed him. Right, right in his sleep. <laughs> uh, I forget who just played a song. I played Roadhouse Blues, but back to Blues. you. You get your second Morrison Hotel song. Hold on. Now, this is interesting, the song you picked. Again, it's another one that... Um... Wait, I picked Waiting for the Sun. Right. Okay. Which is... It, but it's not on the album, Waiting for the I, Sun. I know. I was going to bring that up. I don't like when they do that. I don't either. It's like there's a song called Sheer Heart Attack by Queen but isn't on the sheer heart attack yeah. album. It appears much later. Yeah, I like that. I also don't like when they do a song um, that their name of their band is. Like the album's called The Doors, the song's called The Doors, and, um, yeah, yeah. and the band's They're doors. off The Doors record label. Yeah. Produced by The Doors. Waiting for the sun. Splash of Eden, we race down to the sea. That's Murray uh, drumming along. They in fucking time. I gotta get home. I'm going to open the door. Mary's going to be like, how was it? I'm like, it was good. How was Pat? I'm like, he was great. And I'm going to say, I'm sorry. You're going to have to listen to The Doors for the next week. All day long. Because that's what I've been doing. I've been finding these bands and I just get obsessed with them. And I have to spend most of my time. My office is the guest house. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like my bed. That's where my shower and stuff is. But I can't. It's your apartment. It's my apartment. <laughs> but I sleep in the house. She, she lets me. Um but my laptop. Does she ever sleep out there with you? Do you guys ever sleep out there? Like it's like a vacation. We, we lived out there when we first moved there because we had to re, we were redoing our. Oh, room. okay. So we lived cool. in there before the kid. But I have to spend most of the time in the house because Frank, my son, is I'm home. He's homeschooling, and my laptop broke. So I can it's only. A bummer. I know. I I got to get a new one. Um, what was? Oh, so I bring everything up on. Uh, Apple TV on YouTube. And okay. so she's just subjected to whatever. To whatever it is. And I've been like, it was Sturgill Simpson every day for a month. It was the Grateful Dead every day for a month. It was the Killers no. new album every day for a month. Not a Surf's new album is fantastic. And that was every day for a week. I find that guys, and I don't want to be sexist. They're better and, than and women. I could be wrong. They're better than women. I could be wrong about this. But I feel like maybe guys can listen to the same artist over and over and over and over and over constantly. But like, maybe it's just our wives that can't. It's just, no, forget what I'm saying. I don't know. Like if I, I'm playing like Pilar, I'd be like, could you play something? You, well, why are you really in a Todd Rundgren kick? I'm like, yeah. Hmm. 
I don't. I don't. Like, I think, how I'm is thinking, she when you're playing the same guy over and over? Is she like change it up. A no, she's she's like she's like I loved Morrissey before you went on that fucking jag for a month. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and and she's a music lover. So she, you're ruining music for I'm, her. Yeah, which pretty I much do. you're you're ruining music. For she her. often refers to me as the guy who ruins music for people. Because <laughs> I'll be like, you know, that wasn't actually Robbie Krieger on guitar on that. That was, and my wife usually like, nobody cares. <laughs> Save it for the podcast. Here's Queen of the Highway from Morrison Hotel. She was a princess, queen of the highway. Sign in the road said, take us to Madre. No one could save her. Blind tiger. He was a monster, black dressed in leather. She was a princess, queen of the highway. Now they are wedded. She is a good, good tune. So good, so good, man. Yeah. So good. Come on, Siegel, get on board. What's wrong with Siegel? I'll send him. I'll send you all the files. I'll send it all to you. Siegel. All to you. All so for good. you, Damien. So good. Where are we? We are. I'm confused. April nineteenth, nineteen seventy one. L.A. Woman. Produced now. The first one produced by Bruce Botnick, which was their longtime engineer. So mm-hmm. he moves into the producer's chair. Co-produces with the Doors. Jerry Chef. Who played with Elvis? He plays bass in this album, and apparently the, the son, the the dad of Jason Chef, who I never put that together. Yeah, from Chicago. Yep, I never put that yep. together. Also a bassist. Why did he fucking bail out of Chicago? That was a mistake, right? I think so. I mean, unless he's smart with his money and has been banking it for all these tours and everything. Was he an official member or was he a hired gun through all that? Do you know? Uh, I think he was a. F- Official. I mean, he was I mean, there he was for. While, he replaced. Right? He replaced Peter Cetera, Cetera, right? Yeah. Because yeah. um, well, yeah, because after when I think bass players in Chicago, if I don't yeah. think of Cetera, I go directly to that. Because when we saw them, he was not. No, the he bass was long player. gone. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he was but definitely a staple of the MTV era. He had good nights and bad nights live, though. When I would see him, oh, really? like, sometimes he sounded. I mean, always could play bass. Yeah. But the voice was either on point or just missing. And if you're missing singing those songs it's you can hear it yeah i mean they're the, the, everybody who sings in that band is an amazing singer yeah. even that new guy they got who looks like my fucking high school science teacher yes <laughs> like, he's just there he doesn't even play an instrument he's just strictly there he to do stands vocals. in the corner and taps his leg when he's not singing and yeah. then walks it walks up kills it during, but, he, but he's he's wearing a fucking polo shirt and slacks they're dude. a nostalgia act at this point yeah i know but at least give a put a little effort into the I know. into the clothing buddy i know rem reunites before satara comes back to chicago well you think so i mean satara did well he did the terry kath documentary but that's it he wasn't in the big do, the big chicago documentary no. was he no was it that bad of a falling out i guess so he's in is he he's in the um i didn't watch you he's in the david foster one though isn't he I think he is. No, oh, well, now I know why Satara got kicked out. He's such an asshole. If he's fucking siding with Foster over his buddies, Foster. I mean, come on, the guy's a great producer, but what a tool, right? <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's full of himself. Even in that Chicago, it was either the Chicago documentary or the Terry Kath documentary. He's sitting in front of his gram, and he's like, 
you don't win this many Grammys without knowing what you're doing. I'm like, oh, all right, dick. Fucking stab a pencil in my eye. What if the videographer just would have went, boo. <laughs> like, click. Sorry, that was really asshole-ish. Do you want to do it again? Oh, no, you don't? Okay. Okay. Well, we're not going to put it in. We're not going to put it in. <laughs> Actually, we're going we're gonna to take it out. We're going to put it in the Eagles documentary. It fits better with those guys. All right. Ooh, LA how, one. how about that for an ego off? Oh, my God. David Foster, Don Henley. Oh. L.A. Woman, you start out with a great one. What do you got? I can't believe I didn't pick L.A. Woman. I did. Okay, you good. Didn't. Good. I fucking love that song. Well, you picked. What did I pick? Hold on. Let me go back to my list of what I picked. You te- uh, Pat texted it to me because we're supposed <laughs> to do this. Oh, Love Her Madly. There you go. Fantastic. Listen to that guitar. It's terrible. <laughs> Doors tribute album in my iTunes. I didn't even know I had this. That's I think that's the one I was talking about, where they got different singers but had Manzarek, Densmore, and Krieger. I don't know if those guys play on these, but you know, like here, this is Lou Graham from Foreigner singing uh, "Love Me Two Times." Do you think that'll be any good? I've never listened to this album in my life. Already, I don't like this. What is this crap? Ah, yeah, this. Now I know why I haven't listened to it. Oh, oh, oh my God, that's break. terrible. Oh, that's awful. Oh, that was terrible. Okay, who else do you want to hear from then? <laughs> uh, who else you got? We got uh, the Alabama song uh, by Todd Rundgren. Oh, no. We got, uh, <laughs> I mean, Joe Lynn Turner doing Riders on the Storm. Uh, Graham Bonnet doing Soft Parade. Eric Martin doing Spanish Caravan. Who's Eric Martin? From uh, Mr. Big. Oh, okay. Uh, Jimmy Jameson from Survivor doing L.A. Woman. I'm just going to assume this was in 86, or is this all the people they could get this in 2012? 2014. Ooh. That must not have been a Doors, like... Sanctioned project? Yeah, seriously, right? They would have... The heavy guns would have come out. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I would imagine. All right, let's just... That that Lou Graham sounded so awful. That could be almost as bad as the Paul McCartney tribute album. Oh, that is so terrible. I was so there's fucking not a, disappointed. There's not a bigger disappointment ever. I just... Everything I like about... Ever. About... I'm not... This is the worst ever. <laughs> everything. Even Trump, when he found out he got COVID-19, he's like, well, it's not as bad as the Paul yeah. McCartney tribute album. Have you heard Lou Graham sing <laughs> The Doors? Everything I like about tribute albums, they did not do on that McCartney one. Uh, here's L.A. Woman. God, so are you starting from the beginning? I think. Oh, please do. Close. Well, I dig a dinner down about an hour ago. 
Now the lyrics to that are when I dig a little dig a dig a diddle do right. I'm still like uh, I'm still uh, stuck on uh, I want to I want to be her daddy. I dig a little dig a dig a do. Okay, let's get back into it. Can you start from the beginning? I like the way it opens. From the beginning, beginning. I don't. I have it queued up just for that. Just press play. I have it queued up. Slide the thing back. I can't because it's it's pre queued. It jumps in right at 58 oh, seconds. Uh, you gotta show me how to do that. I don't know how to do that. I'll show you. Okay, I will play a good cover of this song. You ready? God, I love this song so much. I love the drums in that and the bass that they don't have. I think this is a good cover. Will I know who it is? I think you will. We, we've talked about him already. Aerosmith? Nope. <laughs> I'm kidding. He was in the Doors movie. Oh, okay. I know. This is Billy Idol. Yep. There, you get your intro just from Billy Idol. I've heard this. That's not Steve Stevens, though. Well, I met a little baby an hour ago. It's fun. board that's what i like in a cover yeah you you bring yourself you bring to your it. own personality you bring to your it. personality to it you 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 know you you retain the the essence okay you, we'll go essence <laughs> i don't know i'm pontificating over here right you look like the, you were struggling so i threw out a word for you i'm constantly struggling <laughs> this whole hour has been a struggle but that's what i like to bring like i always as much as terrible it is, Toad the Wet Sprockets mm-hmm. cover of Rock and Roll All Night and Party Every Day on the Kiss My Ass album yeah. is a perfect cover because it's Toad the Wet Sprocket doing a Kiss song. Not Toad the Wet Sprocket trying to imitate Kiss while doing their song. And do you like Toad the Wet Sprocket? I do Sprocket? like Toad the Wet Sprocket, I actually. I can't even say Toad the Wet Sprocket. I do like Toad the Wet Sprocket, actually. All right, let's hear a little bit of that cover because I have access. I can access it. better than I remember. Yeah, it's cool. Party's just begun. We let you in. You drive 
Well, it's called classic kiss regrooved, which I like because that lets you know that it's not going to be straightforward all the time. Oh, is that the uh, the yeah. on the liner notes? Kiss my ass colon classic kiss oh. regrooved. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. You see, like I'll take that over, and I don't want to speak ill of the dead, especially on the week of the anniversary of his passing. Like Tom Petty doing rock. You want to be a rock and roll star? It might as well just been the birds. Yes, it's. Uh, but I like it because it's a good song to begin with. Yeah. And and they you know they, it sounds pretty much the same. It sounds pretty much the but same. But I, I would w- much rather you roll the dice, take you know with your sound and yeah. bring bring something to the table. I got more respect for that than um, just doing a like. There's a fucking K Rock out here, the big alternative station, which just got sold and now is dead. It was it was the biggest alternative. What do you mean it's dead? What are they doing? It's with dead. It? They're making it pop. They're playing a lot of Billie Eilish. Oh. You know, another fucking corporation took over. Thank you, Bill Clinton. Um, but there's a there's a girl out there singing um, "Cloud Bursting." I think it's "Cloud Bursting," um, and it's an exact ripoff. Exact, exact ripoff. Yeah, that's no good. And they used to play her back in the day. Come on, man. They used to play her back in the day, but they won't play her anymore. But they'll play this exact ripoff of of it. This was money I was going to donate to that to that record. Lip. That uh, station. I was going to donate money to them, and I'm tearing it up. That's a hundred dollar bill. You could have given it to me. <laughs> I wouldn't even give you water. <laughs> uh, no, we weren't on camera for that, were we? We it's are recorded. We on, I'm not on camera. What are we on? <laughs> Microphones. What do you call these things? We're never on camera. What are these things called? Are these cans? What, if this was a, if this was a camera, it's filming our mouths the whole time. <laughs> okay, you got one more tune. What? You got one more song. Hold on. I'm from L.A. Woman. I'm Googling something. Talk amongst yourself. Sorry. I can't find the girl who was doing Kate Bush's song, and I forget what it was. All right. Uh, where are we? L.A. Woman? Yeah. <sighs> Hold on, Pat Francis. You actually said the girl's name. You didn't say Kate Bush's name. You said the girl's name earlier. Oh, I yeah? Believe. Yeah. All right. What did I just... I played Lover Madly? Yep. The Wasp. In parentheses, Texas Radio and the Big, Big Beat. Beat. Glad you t- brought up Kiss because I have a cameo that I have to do today. I want to tell you about Texas Radio and the Big Beat. Paul Stanley hired you to do a cameo? No, I do cameo with the Paul Stanley puppet. Oh yeah, I'm not into it. Comes out of the Virginia swamps, <laughs> cool and slow with money and precision. Make twenty dollars in thirty seconds. Hard to master. Listen to that Hammond. I think that's a Hammond, right? I think that's bass. <laughs> Some call it heavenly and it's brilliance. Others being a roof of the Western dream. I love the friends I have gathered together at this thin route. We have constructed pyramids in honor of our escaping. This is the land where the Pharaoh died. Now this is this is distended belly bloated yeah <laughs> drug addled yeah bearded yep probably what 6 months from death when they probably. recorded this uh, did he die before this came out I'm not sure about that you have to I just that. put all my notes away okay <laughs> are we done No no I'm going to play one more and then we're going to promote and then I'm going to do a play out promote promote what promote the stuff <laughs> I've got nothing to promote Here's Riders in the Storm great song 
This might be new for a lot of people. They might not never have heard this one. Riders on the storm Into this house we're born They did a great album with that bloated guy. Into this world we're thrown They never even tried to replace him back then. How could you, you know? They just bagged it. Riders on the storm There's a killer on the road His brain is squirming like a toad Jim Morrison died less than three months after this was released. So they never got to play these songs live. No, because he, he took off to France, right? He was getting his head together, man. He was going to get straight. No, it wasn't. Yeah, man. And I come mean, back, refresh, we'll get the band. He's in the 27 going. Club, right? I think so. Yeah. How come we've never done a 27 club? We, I thought you did. Why maybe, don't we do it next? Maybe we did. Why don't we do it next? Maybe. <laughs> 20, uh, I mean, but all right. So think about it. Look, Jim Morrison was a train wreck. Yeah. You know, but like Michael Hutchins, I idolized him as yeah. far as front men go. I mean, yeah. as far as front men go, he, he was a, uh, it's what you want. Yeah. He was, well, I don't know if it's what you want. He, he didn't show up for shows. So that's right. not what you want. No. Right. He showed up nine hours later. That's what you, but I mean, as far as a front man goes, he was very charismatic, yeah. good looking. I mean, come on, take a look at him yeah. before he gained that 30 pounds of booze. Yep. Good, good looking. looking dude. Could sing, could write songs. Six out, six albums in five years. We only said that one of them's weak. Yeah. So the other five are, are good, real good. And to be honest with you, losing this, um, Mer- what is it? American Prayer, the last one. Yeah, those other two. If they were billed as something else, mm-hmm. they might have got some traction. Who sings on those? Uh, I would imagine Krieger does, and I think they had a couple of guest singers. All right, I'll, I might have to check those out. Yeah, but I would say if you're a casual fan and you want to know what to listen to, I would say the debut Morrison Hotel and L.A. Woman. Uh, you can't go wrong. Yeah, those are three solid. You albums. cannot go wrong with those three. I mean, hell, you can just start with the debut album and just hang there for a few years. Yeah, play it over and over until Mary gets mad at you. <laughs> Which what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Murray, you are at at Murray V at Murray V at Murray V. Why don't I know that? I've I only said it for six years. M U R A Y V on Twitter and uh, Murray V Comedy on Instagram. And oh, website. Uh, MurrayValeriano.com. I'm more active on my Facebook comedy page and mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter. I do have um, shout out to Jim Lenahan from the Rock in the Suburbs podcast. He's an editor over at AARP. And yeah. he talked his company into buying some of my COVID jokes. That's so nice. They'll, they'll be published next month, either this month or next month. And then yep. I got some other magazines. Time plus there. tragedy, right? Comedy. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not too soon, right? COVID no. jokes? No, not at all. Because you were tweeting, you were doing like a covid tweet a day yeah a quarantine i did a, a quarantine joke a day for like a month those were great oh thanks man those are great give me something to do did you have to really think about those or did they just literally come easily um i think they came easily. it's funny it's the ones that i like really labored over and and thought oh this is so clever and this is so great what yeah. a twist of a phrase got okay and the ones that i just kind of farted out like destroyed a million likes yeah totally so some of them were laborious some of them were 
fun, you know. But it was fun to do. And road stories. Defunct? Uh, Coming back? Temporary hiatus as far as COVID, but I did find an episode that I recorded before the shutdown that has not been released. Who's the guest? Grant Lyon and... Oh, Oh, is it? Oh, what's his face? Wait, it's Jim Morrison. <laughs> it's uh, might be Jeff Tate. Oh, okay. It might be Jeff Tate. Tate, our Jeff Tate, or the lead yeah, no, singer I, from Queensrÿche. Our Jeff Tate. Okay, Tate out of Tate. I but, don't even think the wife's, <laughs> the wife of the lead singer of Queensrÿche refers to her Jeff Tate as our Jeff Tate. That's true. Mm. Did you? Uh, I yeah, throw that I one, don't know why I'm shitting on Jeff. Throw Tate. Throw that one up there. I know. I know our listeners love Jeff. Yeah, Tate. no, Jeff's love awesome. That. Jeff fucking. Jeff got me. Headline in one of the best clubs in the country in Cincinnati before COVID. I, I, I'm indebted to that guy. That's Bobby McGee's comedy club. Bobby McGee's comedy club. <laughs> Go bananas in Cincinnati. Uh, cool. Go if you're in Ohio. I highly recommend it. Well, we are at Rock Solid Show. I am at Pat underscore Francis. Kyle is at Kyle Dotson Funny. You can go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show, t shirts and whatnot. Also, uh, this Thursday, my guest is Nils Lofgren. Uh, he's a bad guitar player like Robbie Creed. He's a super amazing <laughs> guitar player. So good. And he was so nice. Great. And it's what a, what a get for you. It's man. just one of those times where I'm like, you turn the zoom on and there he is. <laughs> it's so funny. Like this won't be in the episode, but like, um, he said, it's Pat, right? And I said, yeah, I go, Nils, right? And he, um, didn't really, uh, Oh, he didn't get it. I, I mean, he just kind of, he didn't really, he didn't respond. I thought he would. And then after uh, I said it, I'm like, mm, okay. Remind me, I got a story of something like that. All right. Uh, you can tell me right I, after yeah, this. It didn't happen to me, so I can't tell it. I'll, here. T- I'll turn the mics off in a minute. But uh, Murray, thanks as always for being here. Thanks for having me, man. I hope this is better than how you thought I sucked so bad last oh, time. I couldn't have ever been that bad. Um, that was just atrocious. I'm surprised <laughs> that I just didn't start over with Schmidt. Listenership just took a dip. Yeah. You lost all 12 of your what listeners. What if people tune into this being like, oh, I hope Schmidt takes over halfway through. <laughs> um, uh, and don't forget about if you, uh, if you want to send me a song in your intro for the next bonus episode, which will be called She Bangs. That's a song in which a woman plays the drums. That was uh, suggested by Lisa Solak. So please do that. Is that and 80s Lisa? That's 80s Lisa. Yeah. You can okay. find her on Twitter, but I don't know her handle. It's not like an easy one to remember. Um, now, is it just strictly drums or can they be on traps? No, nope, just drums. She bangs. So well, banging the drums. But can it be like Sheila E? I guess that's still a drum. Yeah, that's drums. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. So they don't have to be behind a kit. Um, I think I think they should be. be I mean, there, there shouldn't be a dude playing any drums. It should be all percussive chicks. Okay. All right? All right. Light my fire. <laughs> Light my fire. It hasn't been played yet. All right. That's the one we're going out on? Yeah, right? Absolutely. Which version? The original. Oh, the doors. Yeah. <laughs> Lou Graham's. <laughs> you know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you. Girl, we couldn't get much higher Come on, baby, light my fire Come on, baby, light my fire Try to set the night on fire The time to hesitate is through The time to wallow in the mire Try now, we can only lose And our love become a funeral pyre Come on, baby, light my fire Come on, baby, light my fire
set the night on 